Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports. With your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Hey, coaching is difficult, and if you think about all the things you have to do as a coach, both on the field and off the field, uh, it's mind-boggling. Uh, they're scheduling uniforms, admin, uh, your student athletes, grades, uh, not to mention uh, that crazy dad, and all of us have at least one of those. Uh, so it can be a, a tough, tough gig. Uh, self-evaluation is a very important part of being an intentional coach. If you're not willing to look at yourself, uh, and see where you may need help or where you may excel, uh, then it's really difficult to be intentional and continue to grow. In today's episode, we're going to talk about four questions uh, every intentional coach needs to ask themselves. So uh, we're glad you're with us. I'm here, uh, Coach Perry, with Coach T. Coach T, you doing okay? Doing good. And that's the prologue. And that is the prologue. <laughs> Welcome yes. to the Intentional Coach Podcast. Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast. We're glad you're here. Uh, Coach T, let's get into these four questions. The first one, uh, I really like this one. Um, I think it's a tough question to ask, uh, and it deals a lot with self-awareness. That first question is just quite simply, what is it like to be coached by me? What's it like uh, to be coached by me? So I think this is a question we've got to ask ourselves. Um, And I think when we ask this question, we have to be – honest with ourselves and say what not what do I want it to be coached like or what what do I want it to be to be coached like me yeah sometimes the desire and the reality are two different, oh, two things. different things yeah, yeah. So. so I would also say if uh, I had a buddy who used to say this phrase a lot if you're a um, if you're a legend in your own mind you're probably not going to answer this question honestly and openly so I think there's a, a certain amount of humility that comes in with this one mm-hmm. um, and just simply ask the question. I think another really good point uh, is don't just answer this question for yourself, but maybe ask some of your former athletes, hey, what was it like? What was it like to be coached by me? Well, where did I do really good and where did I maybe need a little growth? You're thinking through that. Yeah, so what uh, what would be the problem in asking athletes now, like athletes that you're currently coaching? You know, like, because I, I, every athlete is different, right? And so I try to get a good basis on how I need to coach this athlete just by simply asking them, you know, what, how do you feel best before you're going into the competition? How do you, so I, I think I like to get a lot of feedback, as much feedback as I can, mostly because I'm new and I'm still in the uh, trial and error phase. Uh, so I've got to learn and make mistakes and then fix those mistakes quickly and, and turn around those mistakes. Um, so I'm in the gather data and phase, you know what I mean? we're always in that gather data yeah. phase. We've got to be aware, and that's part of what this question is all about. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking uh, current athletes, if you have a relationship where uh, they're going to give you an honest answer, I just think a lot of 
a lot of athletes I coach may not have been completely honest because um, they would be fearful of being critical. Uh, if they said something bad, then Coach Perry's not going to take it well. Um, whether that was perceived or reality, I think there would be some apprehension on really being open and honest. Uh, I also think that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. So a lot of things that I wouldn't see in the middle of my high school wrestling career, I may see when it's over. Things that were beneficial and things that were damaging. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be my only apprehension about, not that you don't do it, I just don't think you're going to get as clear a picture. I think some of that has to do with your relationship with your athletes. Oh, absolutely. Because my athletes, like, I feel like there's a respect factor there. I know there's a respect factor there. And they, I try to, I, I, I like to give them the benefit of the doubt and hope that they tell me the truth most of the times, understanding that they're also kids and a lot of times they're also not. Um, but like, I think, I think if you have that respect factor, then you're more likely to get the truth. And if you have that relationship, then you're more likely to get the truth. I don't know. That's just, well, I totally that's agree. my thoughts. I, like, agree. This I, is, just, <clears throat> I think there's also that, that fear factor of, you know, how is this going to affect my relationship playing time uh, in a team sport, especially. You know, and it may not, but it's the perception that if I say something negative, is that going to affect things? Um, we're looking at it from an individual sport, and and probably most of the coaches who are listening to our podcast are team coaches. And I think it's a different <clears throat> it's a different approach from that standpoint. So we're going to dig into each one of these four questions a little bit deeper with their own podcast. But as we look at the four together. Um, that first one, what is it like to be coached by me? The second question um, that we want to, to kind of tackle, uh, am I in balance? Mm. Am I in balance? We talked a little bit about this uh, with some of our previous episodes of, of taking care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, no one else will. Uh, but when you look at balance and, and work and life and, and growth, uh, all of those things play into uh, whether or not you have the ability or capability of being intentional because when you're out of balance, you just don't work well. You're just not, uh, no. you're not in time. I am not good at this one. I am not <laughs> good at this one. I can go ahead and tell you that right now. I'm, when it comes to a season of I'm doing this, then it's really hard for me to focus on if, uh, more than one or two things. Well, balance is hard. Yes. Uh, it's hard to achieve, and I think it's even harder um, to maintain. Yeah. I mean, you know, having the plan to be balanced um, is difficult, especially in the coaches' world. you got spouse. A lot of our coaches have kids. you got team aspect. Most of our coaches uh, are teaching, so you got classroom work. Mm-hmm. If you're an out-of-faculty coach, you got another job. Uh, and trying to balance all of that is just – it's just hard. And then uh, throw on top of it health and taking care of yourself because if you don't, nobody else will. Yeah. And some of that is like my personality. It's like I got a, I got something I get passionate about and that I want to do. It's I'm, I'm all in. Like let's 100% run through a brick wall. Let's freaking go. Like, yes. 
That's me. Yeah, that's that's not a bad trait to have, but you know, if you look at priorities in life, and and all of us know that there are some things that are just important. Yes. Um, there's not just one priority. Mm-hmm. There's multiple priorities, and balance is meeting the needs of all of those in in the uh, range that they need to be met. Mm-hmm. So you know, number five on the priority list isn't going to need as much attention as number one on right. the priority list. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and that's one reason why this is a question uh, of an intentional coach is just, you know, are you actually balancing out those priorities? Um, you're not going to be a good coach if your marriage is falling apart. No. So your spouse is a priority. Um, it's hard to coach if you can't pay your bills. You know, there's a lot of those things that it's not just what's happening on the field. Uh, if you're sick and in the hospital, you're going to miss practice. You're definitely going to miss practice, yeah. So, you know, it's it's listing those and, and just think through the word the intentional coach and being intentional and saying, okay, what are those priorities? Do I have them in balance? Am I am I putting too much attention here, too much attention there, and and not being a fully balanced? Yeah. Well, I think some of, the, some of my problem is I have really high standards for myself, and so my default is 100% in. And so in my head, if I'm not putting 100% in into all of those priorities, then I'm not doing a very good job, which is not reality. That's just not how life works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I made, uh, I made some chicken wings last night. Chicken wings. And they were I really, love chicken wings. They were really tasty. It's my first, first at home completely. Don't lie. You made, you made another set of chicken wings, and they did not turn out well. That, well, I'm my first at home, completely from scratch, good batch. Oh, good batch. Okay, really gotcha. Good batch. <laughs> really good batch. And and yes, I made I've made them before, and they turned out really just, bad. They just burnt. They weren't bad. Um, they were just a they little, were bad. They were a little crispy. Occasionally, you get a good piece of meat, and we're all good. Like it just made up for it. But it was the good. problem is the balance in the rub. Mm. If you get too much of this or too much of that, it just don't work out well. And and I look at being an intentional coach and, and this idea of balance of you got to have the right amount of the ingredients in the right place. And a lot of times, you know, we just, you know, we don't, especially in season. Mm-hmm. I'm just going crazy. And there are times when you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But if you're intentional, then you can schedule those things out and balance balance happens. Third question. Speaking of passion, am I passionate about what I am doing? Yes. Yeah. I think if you, <laughs> if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to be good at it. And if you're not good at it, it's hard to be intentional with it and vice versa. Um, so, so I think passion goes a long way. I, I know some coaches who coach because they get a coach's supplement. Um, I know some coaches who coach because they're expected to. Uh, maybe it's a family tradition. Um, but I know coaches that just coach because they love mm-hmm. it. And, and those are the guys that usually do pretty well. They, they, they excel because they're doing something that they're passionate about. Um, and in reality, when, you know, when you're a coach, uh, it's easy to get burnt out. Mm-hmm. And just you know, 
go through the motions and you're not helping your athletes. Um, if you're a coach that don't have passion, um, it's going to be harder to win uh, if you're, you know, running on empty. Um, so I, I think this one goes a long way. I listened to uh, another guy that has podcast, Art Williams, and uh, he's got a quote. I'm going to mess it up, but I love the quote. Uh, no one will follow a boring, lazy, unmotivated leader. Hey, you know, and that, that goes probably doubly true for coaches of, you know, who's going to follow that coach that isn't passionate. It's hard for me to ask my athletes to be excited and passionate and work hard if I'm not filled with that. And they need to see it in me uh, probably first and foremost because um, they won't be passionate either if I'm not. So what do you think, Coach D? I, and I think that goes, you know, in practice too. They're not going to push past that wall. They're not going to work that hard if you're not passionate in the room during the workouts while they're running the plays and technique and all that stuff. You know, they've got to see – they got to see that passion come out. Yeah, you can't you can't just walk around. You know, in my in my situation, if I'm running a what we call stance of motion, I can't just walk around the room, sprawl, shot, down block. You yeah, know, they, well, need, I mean, to, they it, need to see and hear some excitement. Need uh, to be some loudness there. Need yeah. to be some excitement in your voice. Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yep, get it get it going and 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 show that passion. I have no um, lack in this area. <laughs> it's really hard to fake that too, because I I think our athletes see when it's not real. Um, yeah. So oh it, yeah, it really be. And, and if you're one of those coaches that that you know you feel like you're running low on passion, uh, and it just it, it might be time to take a year off. Um, it might be time to you know take a step back, or or you know just answer some simple questions. Why'd you get into it to begin with? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we did an episode on knowing your why, and I think that that's a key. And you keep that why close, close to heart, and and in the front of your mind, and then it's it's a little easier to continue through the hard that hard times. I think I think if you put a schedule on that, I think it's a really good thing to do that like mid season because you're going through, you know, you're going through the season, and it's like you get about halfway, and you're like, there's times where you're like. Ugh. Things get so hard. You're like, why am I doing this? Yeah, especially like, sports like basketball that have just multiple games. Yeah, and, you know, a couple oh, of yeah. games, two, two to three games a week, and that midseason grind gets in there. I know one of our local coaches here. He schedules a break in the middle of the season, and uh, I never really understood why until we talked about it a little bit, and it was like, oh man, that's just genius. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives both him and his athletes a little time to reset before they go into that really the crunch time of the season where they're getting into the, you know, season in tournaments and, and region tournaments and state tournament stuff. I would say the hard part about that is when you have athletes that are like, I don't want to stop. Because <laughs> I know I have a few of those. Yeah, like, I mean, we've, we've, I don't want to stop. I'm I mean, every be, team has, um, I think, a couple of those. But yeah. it didn't matter if what they want, what do they need? Yeah, oh, yeah. And at the end of the season, if they've had that little reset, you know, it gives them time to heal. It gives them time to rejuvenate. It gives them time to work on some weaknesses uh, without having to worry about winning and losing games mm -hmm. or matches. Yeah. Uh, so passion, I think, is a big one. Uh, the fourth question, um, am I growing? And leaders are learners. We talk about that a lot. We say that a lot. Um, when a coach gets to the point that they think they've arrived, uh, they probably have arrived at the highest point they're going to make it as a coach. Um, arriving as, I think, really even as a person, 
but especially as a coach and as a leader, um, if you're at that point and you've arrived, then that's probably as far as you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we constantly have to be growing. Uh, we constantly have to be looking for new areas and new ways uh, to improve ourselves uh, and move move forward and move upward. I think a really good example of this is like, like uh, jujitsu is a sport, like a grappling sport, right? And in jujitsu or karate or taekwondo or whatever, they have belt systems, right? You have a white belt, you have a blue belt, you have a purple belt, you have a brown belt. Now there's different, there's different, but at the end of it is a black belt, right? And that, and it goes beyond that. But a really good saying in jujitsu is even though you know most of those black belts are you know at the you know not the highest level but you know the highest level of of the belt system they still always have that white belt mentality and and the more you know the more the more knowledge you gain the more understanding that you have that you there's still so much more to learn you know what i mean like there's, just, there's always something to learn. There's always, always something to learn. Yeah, I look at it from the. I mean, I like the belt system that you know the Jedi system. Yes. <laughs> Jedi. I, I don't want to just be a Jedi. I want to be a master Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and grow and move into. And that. still at that master Jedi level, you have the Padawan mindset of I still have so I've much. I've just still room for growth. I've just still dipped my toe in the surface. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So four questions. And, uh, you know, I think these are questions we could ask. I, I think really a good exercise uh, even is, uh, you know, pull out that handy dandy notebook uh, that we mention quite often and just, you know, honest answer uh, each one of these four questions. Uh, let's go back to them again. What is it like to be coached by me uh, is the first one. Uh, then am I in balance uh, work and life and am i passionate about what i'm doing yeah how much do i love it still and i'm still you know getting excited about practice and games and working with young athletes and do your athletes see that and do they see that yes um and the last one is am i growing you know do i have that white belt mentality that padawan mentality even though you know you might be knowledgeable in the sport or in coaching or whatever it is in life yeah, we we want to. We're all striving to be that master Jedi, but in reality, even the master Jedi is training and growing and learning. So, mm-hmm. uh, four four really good questions for you to gauge uh, intentionality, and I and I think as we answer those questions, as we think through them, uh, maybe discuss them with some other coaches uh, and some of our former athletes, it would help us be uh, more uh, intentional uh, about not just coaching the next game, not just going through the next practice schedule, uh, but making an impact in in the lives and the career of our athletes. And that's what we want to help you do. Uh, We're excited about that. uh, And we hope that uh, these four questions will be helpful. In the coming up episodes, we're going to dive into each one of these questions a little deeper um, and and kind of break them up. We hope to give you some hands-on stuff that will help you uh, answer these in, in a very real and relevant way for you. Uh, and maybe even if you got a, a, a staff that has multiple coaches, your head coach, and you got three or four, five, 10, 
12 coaches under you mm -hmm. uh, that you wrestle with these uh, at a, a staff meeting or you know pre-practice, post-practice meeting, uh, and, and just really help your other coaches grow as well. So from uh, Coach Perry, Coach T, um, glad you joined us for this episode. We hope it's helpful. Uh, four questions of an intentional coach. Make sure you answer those and make sure you're honest about it. Uh, we hope that you have a great week and we'll see you, but we wouldn't want to be you. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Coach Podcast, the place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports.